I just love that we wait for Sin to finish his food, but Endo just devours popcorn on nine out of ten podcasts. Yeah, the whole Listen, time. Listen, it's entertainment food. That's the reason why. It's different. It is indeed. Do we leave this part in? I don't know. That'll be up to Endo. Let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tookie's Take podcast. We are back again. Your favorite trio, us the guys, the fellas, with our final podcast ever. I mean, maybe, who knows? But our final podcast before the start of the NHL regular season 2022-2023. Boys, it is it is hockey eve. Hawkmas Eve. Hockey starts tomorrow. That's insane. Those yeah. are my thoughts. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Oh, goodness. But yeah, uh, what's your excitement level? Before we kind of get into everything that we have to talk about today, including our Metro and Central Division breakdowns. If you missed last week's show, we talked about the Atlantic and the Pacific. Go check that out. Uh, Sin, first and foremost, how are you? And like, how are you feeling about like, hey, hockey starts tomorrow. That's kind of weird. It's weird. Like, I, I don't even have anything beyond that. Like, because I've been so unplugged. I There's no hype for me to really respond to. Like, there, I'm, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to watch hockey again. But I don't feel that same sort of like, oh, fuck, yeah, type feeling. I don't know what happened, but it like started with COVID mm. where it's like when everything got jumbled and mixed up and it was so like, I don't know what what it is. Like I just ever, I don't know. There's I mean, that was a long time. It's like that was a essentially a two, three year period of like mm. maybe I've changed a lot in that time too to not have my whole personality centered around hockey. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I um, mean, too, because we've talked about the NFL quite a bit, and you're just like, yeah, my interest in that's kind of slipped too. So, yeah, I'm just like, man, like, I don't like, was I, am I that big of a sports person? Don't know, because right, currently, right now, I'm legit listing a ton of my Sharks memorabilia on eBay because I'm just mm-hmm. like downsizing my life and like really kind of reassessing where I'm at. In, in certain uh, preparing places. a move to Finland. <clears throat> I was about to say, this stuff is going like, to take up and leave one day so randomly, like, like Deke leaving for pizza. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't need all these bobbleheads, especially, you know, like, I don't I don't really care. Like, they're not going to go anywhere. I don't have them up. They're literally sitting in boxes. So I'm like, why mm-hmm. not let someone else enjoy them? I got some signed stuff that I might keep, but some of it I might, you know, sell as well. It's just, I, mean, I don't know, just kind of itemizing stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm excited for hockey, but man, in the past, like, I would live and die with how the sharks went and right. especially recently that ain't going to be healthy. So uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's fair enough. May I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the fact that the sharks season opener is in Prague tomorrow at 11 AM Pacific time yeah. against Nashville. <laughs> like it's like, ah, it doesn't even feel like it's starting. Endo, how are you feeling about this? The Leafs play the red wings tomorrow night season opener. Is it going to be yet another season for you in terms of hockey fandom of just like, yeah, I'm going to pay attention. It's going to be fun, but talk to me when you make it out of the first round, because that's kind of what it was for you last year, understandably so. You know, I think it's it's a different perspective now that we have like an entirely cleaned out goaltending apartment with the Leafs. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to pay more attention this year, honestly. I think I'm going to be more in tune with how they play. And the progress is because this is kind of like the last hurrah in a way for Cal Dubas and his managerial. Oh, yeah. Aspects. 
I forgot. He's, his yeah, ass he's is basically like this is his mm-hmm. year to prove it. If he doesn't do it, he's gone. So yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see how it goes. For me, I'm I'm in that spot of like. It, it doesn't feel like hockey's here until hockey's actually here type of thing. But I get kind of what Sin's saying is like for me, when everything shut down and then we got back to playing hockey, I watched like as much as I possibly could through the bubble. But then after that, like, yeah, it, it's I don't know. Maybe it's for the fact that we have a hockey podcast together. And, you know, you, you kind of look to the show to focus on everything. And then it's just like, yeah, OK, we'll get to talk about everything. I don't know. It's it's a weird feeling, but I am excited for it to be back. I think another aspect for Sin and I could be that when the last season ended, we were in fucking Europe uh, and didn't even really get to watch the season end, except in highlight form on YouTube the next morning, you know? Yeah. So, which was very weird. Very, very weird. Like, I have I remember, like, the, when the Ducks won the Stanley Cup in 07, my, uh, you know, my family, we were on some hard times. I had no way to watch the game. I went to NHL.com slash radio and listened to the broadcast like it was 1972. <laughs> so I've heard a Stanley Cup final that way. I've seen it in highlight form. Different ways to experience. I've been to a Stanley Cup final game. Not a cup clinching one, obviously. Mm. <laughs> and the Sharks lost. Two to one to Pittsburgh. I forget which game that was. I feel like it was four or something like that. I think they went down three to one and then won one and then lost. Mm. Good memories, huh? Good memories. Fantastic. Yeah. Saw Malkin score power play goal. Put him ahead. And it was great. Fucking hated it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, everybody, we'll get into today's show a little bit, a uh, little bit more proper. Of course, before we do that, as always, a reminder: this podcast is brought to you. By our friends at Manscaped, you can use code Doogie to get 20% off at checkout and buy your free shipping as well. Free shipping. What is this? Again, manscaped.com. Use code Doogie. Get the best tools for the job. Take care of yourself. They got you covered head to toe for all of your grooming needs. Doesn't matter if you're uh, more of a, a trim it up type of person. If you're a, a psychopath who's like, yeah, let's shave it up, in which case, enjoy the itch. Although I think Manscaped have products to help out with that as well. Like I said, they got you covered. Manscaped.com. Go Toogie. Thank you to Manscaped. Thank you to you. Thank you to those who have, uh, of course, used that code over the past year or so. And a thank you to those as well that send in your questions. We'll kick off the show as we do with our viewer questions. Link in the description, whether you're on an audio platform or watching us on YouTube. Hello, by the way, to those that are. And uh, yeah, you can go to the Discord, leave your questions in the viewer question section like these fine people did. First and foremost, it's Big Boy. With a two-parter, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Who is winning the World Series this year? Sin, we talked about your hockey interest wavering. (laughs) We talked about your football interest wavering. Thank God, because the Packers Patriots game from this past weekend. I mean, that would have uh, that would have left you some some trash talking capabilities that I'm glad I got to uh, I got to skip out on. And then baseball wise, like I already kind of know your interest isn't necessarily there because you know the Athletics are terrible. Yeah, but the farm club, the MLB playoff bracket, AL wild cards, Tampa Cleveland. 
Seattle and Toronto. I'm looking at it right now. I didn't even fucking okay. realize we were at that point of the year, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. The playoff bracket is locked and ready to go. So as you look at the bracket, what do you think? Who, uh, Who's Sin's choice for who is winning the World Series? Who are you bandwagoning or what's it going to yeah, be? Yeah, I always got to vote for some sort of underdog. Um, so probably the Padres. As opposed to the Dodgers. Like if you got to vote for one California club, it's it's not going to be them, right? No, like it's definitely the Padres. Even the Giants, like I don't even hate them because they're Bay Area and shit. I'm just like, I don't know. There's always trying people trying to make a weird rivalry between the A's and the Giants and it's just like no one cares they're in completely different leagues weirdly uh mm. we're right next to each other in different I don't know baseball's just really still set up weird yeah and uh I had a completely oh yeah it's just and for as, as for as long as baseball is just going to be a completely unfair game from a managerial standpoint like I I just what the fuck's the point like for me like could uh, yeah I cheer for a shit team but, like, they're not shit because they're necessarily run that poorly. They have shit ownership, sure. But they spend, they can only spend like 20% of what some of these top teams can spend on a team. Mm. How the fuck is that going to be competitive? It's likely not. <laughs> yeah. Like, hence the lack of success. Uh, Endo, I mean, I know you're going with the Blue Jays, right? I mean, is, uh, I know, I know, you know, especially a lot of people in the hockey based community, they've, they've caught Blue Jays fever in the past. Is that the case this year? Or you're just kind of like, eh, it'll be cool if they win, but not really caring that much. I mean, it'd be really cool to see them get out of like the, they're in the wild card right now. It'd be nice to see them get out of that and go for the mm-hmm. ALDS. But I don't think they're going to win it. This year. I think they're going to do well by getting out of like that wild card, but I don't think they're going to take it. I'm not sure really who there because the only people i've been paying attention to with baseball was the a's well, was the a's with cole uh cole mm. Irvin, uh the angels with otani and the jays with cole Bichette and vladimir big daddy cake uh you know vladdy vladdy big daddy cake daddy there. cakes bubble man so- bubble button <laughs> for me i have two teams on each side since the red Sox were tragic this year uh, AL side, I'm rooting for whoever wins that wild card matchup between Seattle and Toronto. You know, Seattle just ended the uh, longest active playoff streak in any of the big four sports in North America. Um, you know, what was it? 112, 116 wins or something like that in 2001. And they didn't even make it to the World Series. And then they hadn't made the playoffs since then. So rooting for Seattle or Toronto out of the AL. Then the NL side, um, going to be honest, bandwagoning the Mets a little bit. And the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, Albert Pujols, Yadi Molina, Adam Wainwright, you know, kind of the last hurrah there. The Albert Pujols thing, man, with him passing, you know, fucking Babe Ruth for RBIs and hitting 700 home runs. Like, it's nuts. My mind still says, like, please, God, be clean. Like, please don't have fucking cheated to do this because... Yeah. That as baseball fans, at least from my era and, you know, people older than, you know, older than myself, like that's kind of what we, uh, you know, grew up on was like, oh, my God, here's this amazing players. They pretty much all took steroids. Yeah. And it, you know, it, there's been that huge debate over like, oh, who's the real home run king and all that stuff. I don't want to get into that conversation. 
but I, I can bandwagon the Cardinals for that reason. That would be a hell of a story. So long as no one's actively cheating. <laughs> um, his second question was NFL related. Funny enough, how fucked are the Miami Dolphins? And uh, can only imagine this is in relation to and send. Did you see everything that happened with Tua Tagovailoa? No. In the past week and a half. No. So there was an injury where, let's say, a week and a half ago, a week from this past, it was a week and a half ago, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, um, he gets injured in a game, stands up, and starts to stumble. He's shaking his head. Everything screams concussion. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins consort with... Um, an independent doctor, essentially, who's like, no, it's a back injury. Oh, goodness. Last Thursday, on Thursday Night Football, Dolphins are in Cincinnati, and he gets fucking floored. We're talking the fencing position with the arms. Like, you can tell his brain's fucking scrambled. He gets stretchered off the field. Two hours in the hospital, bam, he's on the team playing back home. They do confirm it's a concussion. And then the independent doctor that said it was just a back injury, he got fired like two days after the Thursday night football game. It's been a fucking mess. An absolute mess. How are Um, they allowing him to play? That's the question, man. And the crazy thing is, I don't know if you've heard of the name of Chris Nowinski. Um, He has been one of the main guys behind the CTE researching cause. He was a former... WWE wrestler who had to retire due to a fucking horrific concussion dedicated his life to that since then four hours before that Thursday night football game on Twitter. He's like, if he plays, this could go horribly. It went horribly and it didn't take an expert like that to see this coming. Um, You know, and then this past Sunday, yeah, you could tell the NFL knew they were under a microscope. Any single player who you thought, well, maybe, oh, they were out of that game instantly. They were taking no chances. So it's um, it's been a little bit shady. I mean, for the Dolphins, you're talking about their 24-year-old star quarterback who had an amazing start to this regular season. And, you know, you can get into the uh, more, I guess, conspiratorial side of things with like, Okay, was everything really on the up and up here? Do you trust the checks and balances between fucking the NFL and doctors and, you know, even the thought of this hospital in Cincinnati doing something that I've never heard of? I have I don't think I've ever heard of an athlete in any sport getting stretchered off the field with brain trauma concerns. I'm not even going to say head trauma. That's his fucking noggin, folks. I don't think I've ever heard of them being out of the hospital two, three hours later and flying back the next day. It's just no. been a weird fucking time in the past week and a half for the NFL. Um, I, I don't even know what to make of it at this point. All that just sounds like it, like none of it makes sense to me. Uh, NFL is supposed to be one of the leaders on properly protecting people from head drama like they were hailed as this last couple years and of course you know the nhl being such a copycat league we're totally looking to like how why do we like how how did we take a step backwards that's what i want to know like did is it one of those things where like oh we did this we did these few steps everything's better now let's revert back to the wrong things that we know don't work 
I, I don't know. It's none of that makes sense. Everything you described, like it's all just like what? Like no, mm-hmm. like, if you don't do that, you don't do that. We know you don't do that. I mean, you can't fucking like land on a QB when you tackle them, which is very hard to do. But then this happens. At first, I'm like, okay, I didn't recognize the name. I'm like, all right, probably running back QB. How the mm-hmm. fuck is he not being protected? Mm. He's young. Is he black? Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. He's not white. I can see it. Fair enough. Um, you know, no it's, it's one it of all seems to be like more with age and more how good you are. And uh, if you have a certain skin tone that you get protected to shit, Aaron Rodgers. Let's be Tom honest. Brady. I know what yeah. you're saying because of, you know, uh, calls that have gone. If you've dared touched Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or stuff yeah. like that. Like, I get what you're saying. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, Not it just kind of feels like they brought safety up to a certain level in 2017 and then just said, okay, we're done here and didn't continue on. And just then it yeah. slips until this happens. And then, okay, we'll bring it up to snuff again. And then something else happens. Instead of continued evolution, you stall your progress until you're forced to make more change. Yeah, like this is a trip. Like just everything you described, I'm like, damn, like that's just incorrect protocol every step of the way, which is kind of impressive how you could be that bad. Even if it's a back injury, you would think four days rest wouldn't be enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder what's injuries. happening with ownership in, in Miami or if they even. Oh, still that's play an in entirely Miami. different story. Cause I, I know. I'm just like, I wonder how much red tape there was in making them play this hot star or something. I don't know if that came into effect at all. I'm just kind of speculating. Like, it, cause again, there has to be a reason for none of these proper protocols to have been followed. You'll be happy to know that um, Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross uh, is currently suspended for the year, if I'm not mistaken, um, because it uh, it was discovered that oh my god the Dolphins had actively tampered between 2019 and 2022, actively tampered to try and convince Tom Brady and then Saints head coach Sean Payton to come to the Dolphins, give them ownership stakes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, actually, no, Ross is only suspended through October 17th, but he was fined $1.5 million. Uh, he's, uh, he's worth a little bit more than that. Uh, $7.6 billion. Um, <laughs> what? The NFL, baby! Yeah. All drama, all the time. That's, uh, that's just nuts. Anyway, yeah, yeah. um, uh, dolphins are pretty fucked in more ways than one. Obviously, your star QB's down, and your entire organization sounds completely fucked on treating people well <laughs> and actually looking out for your players. How do you have a doctor that says back injury? Yeah, you fire him, but then oh, but he was an independent doctor, so it's not the Dolphins' fault. You see, it's you still hired him. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's it's a mess. Ugh. It's yeah. We'll move on. What a crazy situation! I'll have to see more info come out on that because I oh, know yeah. that makes sense. Yep. Feel free to look it up. Feel free to look at the uh, the first hit and then the second hit. It's I it's don't fucking want wild. To. I hate God, looking at it. You like don't want to watch the second. I mean, well, the first one's disturbing enough. Like literally, he gets up, he shakes his head, then he fucking you know his feet collapse underneath him, <sighs> and they claimed back injury. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah. The second one, he's just like throwing. Looks like he's like throwing gang signs. Legitimately, it's just like yeah, it's yeah legit. It's bad. It's bad. 
that is yeah that's, that's like the worst part is like 101 yeah so the worst part about it is the hit itself isn't bad when he gets hit it's that his head snaps back that's Probably the big or, issue with well yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's that's what happens it's always like, whiplash you, yeah. yeah it was violent from Tomas, a question pretty much reserved for me as uh, I believe the only F1 fan in the room. Does Max Verstappen win the F1 driver's title this weekend in Japan? Uh, yes. So there yeah. are four. I think this might be the, the fifth to last, but I think there's four races after this one. If not, there's only three. Um, yeah. Now, this F1 season, I was really hyped for. The end of last season was absurd in terms of like controversy and drama. Uh, so it's like, oh, there might be like a really good like amount of competition for this champion. No, no competition for this championship. This championship was decided a month into the season. Um, so it has put a little bit of a damper on the enjoyment this year because there is a chance that F1 essentially goes from one person dominating, that being Lewis Hamilton, to now Max Verstappen dominating. Uh, so that's been kind of disappointing but yeah he he wins the race he wins the title he's going to win the race it's it's yeah you, you don't bet against this guy with how dominant he is yeah. from rg dust our final question here you get five hundred thousand dollars but you only have an hour to spend it what do you spend it on i'll tell you where to spend it everybody i'll tell you because if you watched uh, last night's stream, or if you've paid attention to my Twitter feed, or if you've been in my Discord, you will know that we have an active sponsorship campaign going for the next week up until next Friday, October 14th, with Raid Shadow Legends. I have yeah, baby! evolved. I have gotten the ultimate meme sponsorship, not in terms of the company or the service, the game that they provide, but in terms of the reputation you have in no way been able to avoid raid shadow legends because their marketing is that impressive. Uh, but last night we checked out the stream or we checked out the game on stream for two hours. And uh, they said, Hey, you're allowed to be as open and honest as you want to be. It's actually pretty fun. I'm I playing it right now. It. I'm like, this is going to be, and I'm not saying this to sell out. Like legitimately, I'm like, this is just going to be mobile trash. And in some ways, some people might still argue that it is in terms of, yeah, it's a bit microtransaction heavy. At the same time, though, I was impressed to be like, oh, hey, there's like a pathway to not have to spend out the ass to make progress here. So it was decent. The offer that they have available to uh, to you guys here is pretty straightforward. There will be a link in the description. You can also go on my Twitter at Tukey24 on the Discord. Again, links down below. Click the special link that is there. Complete the tutorial. Helps me out, but at the same time, that'll give you access to exclusive rewards as well. You can use the promo code GOODNIGHT. Night with a K is in like the dark night, but it's the good night. And you'll get even more free shit. It yeah. takes all of five to ten minutes in total to sign up, complete the tutorial, it's the quick and easiest thing you can possibly do. And as well, I mentioned it's a campaign up until next Friday. If you log in seven out of 10 days, it doesn't even have to be in a row. Seven out of 10 days, you will get their legendary new hero, the ultimate death Knight. which, um, you know, I was able to get my hands on a really high leveled up character at the start of the game. And it is oddly satisfying to just kick the shit 
out of people when you are over leveled. Sin can attest to that as a fan of RPGs. Yes. And actually, yeah, yeah, all kinds of RPGs. I write tabletop narratives with level up systems. And it's amazing towards the end of the campaign when you're just soloing an entire unit by yourself in your monstrous mount. There you go. So, hey, to anybody that, you know, that does this, that takes part in this, first and foremost, uh, thank you for doing that. Um, And yeah, hey, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie. The more people that complete this tutorial, the better it is for me in numerous different ways, particularly when it could come to you know, extra opportunities down the road. You know, I talked about it on stream last night. Content creation, even though I hate the word, has been my job since the pandemic started. Um, And while I uh, have backup plans, contingency plans, and I'm not against going back into the workforce uh, at the same time as, uh, you know, Sin and I kind of talked about numerous times now, you know, um, just randomly starting up a YouTube channel one day and having it lead me to Vancouver, having it lead me to being able to go to Finland and stuff like that. I'm not quite done uh, and not quite ready to give up opportunities that you guys and, you know, it is thanks to people like you that listen or support, the, you know, watch and support this podcast, support, you know, on Twitch and YouTube and so on and so forth. We get to do cool shit. Like, bottom line is, wasn't for you guys. I wouldn't be able to sit here and have a podcast with two of my best friends that I've met online. That I've I've met one of you in person now, yeah, which is crazy. It was in Europe. <laughs> it's still weird to me, man. It's been four yeah, months. Yeah, we, we, we've very never weird. hung out in the States where we both live. Fucking nuts. And honestly, it was cheaper to fly to Finland to hang out there than it'd probably be uh, in terms... It'd probably be more expensive to fly out to California. <laughs> yeah, <especially. laughs> Yeah. Well, depending on the time of year. Wait, there you yeah. go. Next month. You know what it yes. is? We have to meet on neutral ground. We have to all figure out like the, the main point we're of where we're going. We're going to at. Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Let's go look at some corn. Oh god. So yeah, so Raid Shadow Legends, if you guys take part in that, I thank you very, very much. Like I said, they give you some cool shit if you're interested in the game. If you're not interested in the game, hey, you can flat out just complete the tutorial. Do the deal and delete it if you want to, but just know it would help me out tremendously. That said, we can actually answer our G Dust question. Five hundred thousand dollars. You have an hour to spend it. What do you spend it on? Easy. I, I already know my answer. You want to go window? Go. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Go for it. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I have it. an hour to spend. It won't even take me that long. Um, I put invest 200... in Google. <laughs> Close. Yeah, I put two hundred fifty grand. In uh, in uh, the spy index and two hundred fifty grand in the Q index, and then I'm like, I can okay, I bought something, I purchased something, I could do with that money whatever the fuck I want, and I'll, I'm like, because I'm like, ah, I can't buy a house or buy land in an hour, so that's true, yeah, so yeah, right there. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> you just show up to someone's house. I got five hundred thousand dollars. Give me your house. You know. I've uh I'll where I live that's that. not getting anyone's house. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, I'll um, give you the fucking apartment above the garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh we have my family has like a like a property kind of uh not the farmland that everyone that I talked about the last year, but like a different property kind of, kind of like downtown somewhere. And um we've had people come up to us like at the door being like we're willing to offer you like flat out like a Undisclosed amount of money. I'm not gonna say how much it was for us to take the place right now. No inspection. We're like one million dollars. Basically, (laughs) it's more common than you think. 
it's weird. Um, but for Especially me, for my now because money, of BlackRock. I don't huh? get the reference. <laughs> oh, that's no, it's fine. They're just a, a a very very large real estate company buying up a bunch of houses and jacking up the mm. rent prices everywhere. Oh, yeah, fun. USA, USA. Ours were um, the Chinese were Chinese investors where they basically bought the product, bought like housing land, had it just sit there for years and then just jack it up because the prices are going up in that area. It was like right before the uh, they imposed like a like a foreign uh, housing tax or whatever. We're buying Mm. stuff out of out of country. Mm. Uh, But yeah, that's something. What I would probably do is spend all that money on, I don't know, giving it back to a community. I don't, I don't need a lot of money. Realistically. I mean, 500 K is a lot of, a lot of goddamn money. I'd throw it into an investment or something. Mm. Give back to the people. You know, there's a lot of uh, places that I have to give thanks to because I would not be here. Uh, one of them is Tugi, and the other one is sin, uh, you know, invest in them, you know, help them grow. Yeah. Yeah. I need a Very lot of selfless. growth, man. You gotta water you gotta water me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make it's, it rain it's, on it's me. Dry out in California, make it rain man. on this on this body. <laughs> <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh god. Touch about my you too. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell I'd spend. I would I don't even know. God damn it. Apparently Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> microtransactions. There you go. That is what I would spend it on officially. Yeah, or that too. Microtransactions and hot packs, and I'll still never pack a rumble. It'll never happen. I don't even think he's going to be in uh, in this Aww. year's game. Aww. I don't believe he signed anywhere. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't know. I haven't talked to him in a little bit, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know what he's up to, but I hope he's good. I hope he ends up uh, ends up being in the game. Uh, with that, a couple of things to touch up upon before we get into our division breakdown. There were numerous signings in the NHL. Now, Tom Gillardi, the owner of the Dallas Stars, hates me. I'm convinced. Absolutely hates me. Every time I call his organization out or make fun of the fact that they don't have Jake Ottinger signed, bam, he signs. Matt Barzell re-signed with the New York Islanders for a lot of money for Matt Barzell. Starting next year, eight years, $9.15 million per. And I said on Twitter, breaking news, Dallas Stars owner Tom Gallardi screams heard from as far away as the International Space Station and knowing how much he's going to have to pay Jason Robertson now. (laughs) Last night, Jason Robertson finally signed with the Dallas Stars. For four years, at 7.75. Fuck. That is a great deal. And Sin, as you said briefly before we started recording, it's not even like a two-year bridge deal. They signed him for four years. That's just that's just a contract. Yeah. I I genuinely can't believe it. You know, you look at some of the contracts that were signed with higher cap hits. 
Uh, just this summer alone, Philip Forsberg's making eight and a half. That makes sense. It's it's Philip Forsberg. Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo in St. Louis are both making eight point one. Uh, fucking JT Miller's getting paid eight. Tim Stutzel is going to be getting paid eight point three five. How the hell did the Dallas Stars finagle this to be able to pay Jason Robertson less than Tim Stutzla? I mean, the no sales, uh, I don't know if it's no state tax, but it's very, very low state tax in Texas. Yeah. That always helps. Sure. Um, but, yeah, is it 775? Because that's what it says on the sheet. I missed the actual number that you, that you uh out. Yes, it is okay. for Jason Robertson, 7.75 mil. Yeah, um, the fact that it's under eight and for, like I said, longer than like two years is Mm -hmm. remarkable. Um, (laughs) I don't know what to say. It's like not like it's not a prove it deal. It's a deal like Mm. it's shorter. Sure. They didn't lock him in, but I don't know. Is that going to walk him in the UFA, though? That's my only question. I I think it will. And the answer. If it doesn't, that's even more ridiculous. Nope. Apparently, the expiry status is still going to be as an RFA. Holy shit. That's absolutely incredible, then. According to Cap Friendly, the expiry status is listed as an RFA. What the fuck? Who's the GM of Dallas? Because fuck the owner. Jim Nill. Jim Nill's a genius. The owner needs to shut his mouth and let Jim Nill do everything. Jim Nill, who has been there for nine years now in Dallas. But, uh... Damn, man. The Haskin and deal last July, Robertson yep. and Ottinger this offseason. Not bad. Pretty sick, yeah. Not at all. Especially, like, like I said, Matt Barzell, he's not bad. But, man, I I don't know. We'll be talking about the Islanders in a bit and uh, perhaps in a controversial way. But I don't know if I'd be going for Matt Barzell eight years at over $9 million. I just... I just haven't seen him like step up and truly be like that John Tavares level replacement. I know that I know what that look on your face is for. We'll talk about <laughs> it in a bit because I don't agree with it either, but I think I can make it make sense. So okay. give me time. Okay, Seattle. But, yeah, the, exactly. The Barzell signing is is bizarre to me. Um aside from that, Endo gets a, a big W in Toronto. Rasmus Sandin, two years at 1.4. That's a great fucking number for him. Yeah. Great number. Um, Montreal re-signed Jake Allen, two years at just under $4 million. That starts next year. It's fine. I mean, you're in post-carry yeah. price times now at this stage, so that's fine. Like, he's, he's serviceable. He's not your, like, true elite number one, but he can be a number one in a sense. They also tried to slip the Logan Mayu ELC signing just completely, uh, you know, out the, out the side door there. Like, oh, here's all these other big moves. Oh, we signed Logan Mayu. Uh, like, that's yeah, that's what they did. We knew this was going to happen. They care more about good. hockey than people. Yeah. Yep. Is what it is. Uh, and Carolina gets Calvin DeHaan back at 850K for one year, which is a fucking joke. Calvin DeHaan is still like a a solid top four defenseman when he's healthy. I think and he so, gets yeah. added. We'll talk about, we'll be talking about that Carolina defense here in a little bit. Fuck that defense is great. Mm-hmm. Aside from the signings, uh, we'll quickly mention 
the Hockey Canada story is continuing to develop. I don't think we have too much to add, but as Endo can attest to, uh, with it certainly being much more in the, the headlines, you know, north of the border, uh, Hockey Canada is losing partners and sponsors at an accelerated rate over yeah. the past 48 hours or so. Uh, something's got to give in that situation. Um, yeah, they, they can't just sweep anything under the rug at this stage. Like, something's got to give. Yeah. So here's the best part of it so far is Hockey Quebec was the first uh, governing body for hockey in Canada to sever, to sever ties with Hockey Canada. Then it was Ontario Hockey Federation saying, hey, we want you to stop taking the three dollars you take for admission fees for signups per year from our players. It wasn't a full like, hey, we want out. We, we need you to stop taking our money. Kind of. Then New Brunswick was like, hey, we're going to talk. We're going to consider how this goes with the allegations and everything, and how the court proceedings go. Then Tim Hortons backs out. Then Canadian fucking tire backs out. And it's just it's been it's been bad. And I think one of the worst things about all this, this, this whole thing is a travesty. Uh, a reporter was talking about this stuff on the news. And then while she's talking about the sexual harassment allegations and the court proceedings and all that, someone proceeds to sexually harass her live on air. I didn't hear about that. Wait, I so just heard about what? that maybe two hours beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Like on someone proceeds where? to do it while wearing an Austin Matthews from a beliefs jersey. Jesus Christ, man. Uh-huh. We'll continue to talk about that story as things continue to develop, but it is very clear that we are uh, still in a sense at surface level in terms of the... We'll settle for shady. With all the shady shit that's gone on surrounding Hockey Canada that uh, a lot of which we're just finding out about. Fun times. Yep. One more thing I want to add on to that, too. I'm not going to get into in-depth with the court proceedings and everything, but the amount of times during their their talks that they would completely bring up using hockey jargon, like, we got to get out of our our defensive end and get into the neutral zone. Like, did you peak in high school? Yes, they did. like, Like, what the fuck is this? I get, you know, hockey is like a like a culture and there are certain things behind, but you're in you're in court because of your inactions or actions thereof during one of the craziest times in your organization's history, going back to stuff from two thousands, probably earlier than that. Cause they're still looking at other stuff and you're going out here as if it's just, you know, got to get pucks in deep. Uh, you know, we weren't passing the puck around. We're being a lot of playmakers, a lot, a lot of puck ragging, you know, puck flipping and all that. It's disgusting. And then for the person that you guys bring in, to be like a representative, like on hold, doing the exact same shit, saying, yeah, well, we have like good leadership here. And then for you to then turn it on to other MPs who also had allegations, be like, well, we have allegations, but your MPs also have allegations when they were, you know, it was done. It was dealt with. They lost their jobs or they've been suspended and there's been repercussions for that. You're still sitting in court doing fuck all twiddling your thumbs being like oh we didn't do anything wrong even though we found there's a second fund of money that was used as well for other aspects as well it's disgusting i would not be surprised if um all these companies back out and then hockey canada just kind of sitting and then a new hockey canada or a new governing body becomes the main focus for them or they all just work independent because it's bad 
think you summed it up perfectly. We'll move on to our final topic there. I want to bring attention to a text message that I got from one Sin for the Win at 11.52 p.m. on Saturday night. Quote, we got to talk about whatever the fuck this is. (laughs) (laughs) Referring, of course... To the Seattle Kraken's new mascot, Bowie the Bridge Troll. Because you gotta pay the troll to get into that boy's hole. Like, <laughs> the only meme I've seen all fucking week is Danny DeVito and it's always sunny. Sin, uh, I posted my thoughts in a YouTube video, and while it was a, a bit overly sarcastic, like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. At the same time, I'm like, Jesus, fuck, like, this is what marketing is now, right? Like, put out an intentionally terrible mascot because it'll get the headlines. Thanks, Philadelphia. Uh, Sin, your thoughts? Has, has your opinion changed? What are your thoughts on Bowie? I don't get it. I think I, I, I think it's like you said, it's any any press is bad or bad press. Any press is good press. That's 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 the whole thing. Yeah, you could have had. I, you're the Kraken, right? Think of all the thematic things for that. You know, the sea pirates and shit. You know, legends of this stuff. Like, who cares if you're a maritime thing in the youngest country on the planet? Almost doesn't matter. You can go with all kinds of legends and cool shit. You could have fucking had Davy Jones tentacle face, and instead. You did that. And I don't even know what that is. A troll. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. So it's, it's based upon um, a thing in Seattle known as the Fremont Troll, which is a um, it's, it's essentially a piece of fucking architecture. It's a sculpture that was put underneath a bridge in mm. Seattle to deter homeless people from sleeping under the bridge. And instead, that community in Seattle just embrace the troll and it's now more of a you know like there's a fucking plaque on the goddamn sculpture um it's based off of that like literally the seattle kraken introduced Bowie, a mascot said to be the fremont trolls nephew like it's based on that okay so it's like got some a little bit historical thing uh okay uh still your your team name is the kraken <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I like, mean, it, if you went any other direction with your team name, there's cool ones. Seattle grunge, Seattle. If you went the historical route, then you make everything Seattle themed. But like you want this whole oh ocean God. maritime mythological being thing. Sure. A trolls technically mythological. But I don't know, man. I just think it could have been way cooler. And I think people are just making these really, really shitty mascots now. Just to do it? I don't know. Maybe they really like it. But, like, Gritty was funny because it was the first one. It was a meme. But now here comes everyone else ruining it. <laughs> and I kind of like Gritty. Like, it's awful, sure. Yeah. But, like, it, it fits Philly so well. Like, that's just such a Philadelphia thing. We don't fucking care. Here's a guy with googly eyes, and he's really hairy, and no one knows what he is. But, like, this is, like, you can't have a meme guy, but it also have have significance to your team. And your significance to your city. Like, you got to choose one. So I had turned that video I mentioned that I I had done it on stream. Someone's like, oh, do the mascot tier maker now factoring in Bowie. And, you know, I would put him in, like, the F tier or the D tier. Like, 
the F tier, I put Sparta Cat. It's a lion, but it's the Ottawa Senators mascot. Okay. I put Hunter, who's a fucking lynx or whatever, a bobcat. With eyeliner. It's the, it's the Oilers mascot. It makes no oh, yeah. fucking sense. <laughs> I forgot they had a mascot, and it's a stupid cat. <laughs> I put Yuppie for the Habs, just to troll people. That was fun. <laughs> but it's like, the Leafs have a polar bear. You know, and it's like, oh, but it's this connection. Their fucking mascot's a polar bear. What is the connection? The Islanders' mascot's no fucking Sparky the Dragon. Oh, but he was with this other team, and they, they adopted it. Fuck, dude. It's stupid. It's like how... <laughs> no one like, wanted them, so they took him. <laughs> He's a like, foster child. <laughs> like, I agree that Gritty turned into a great mascot. My initial reaction is, what the fuck is this? But they fully embraced the meme. Yes. But then, that's the one. Anything after that, you're diluting the meme. Yes, yes. So Seattle, like, I'm sorry, but like, I don't care if oh, it was designed by kids. You should have fucking talked to different kids. <laughs> what? This is why. This is why we don't have fucking billion dollar corporations letting kids do their marketing. Apparently, we do now. <laughs> Seattle Kraken. Okay, here's so here's the best Raid part. Shadow Legends. Got it. Shadow Legends. Click <laughs> the link. <laughs> <laughs> New unofficial wedding gift to me click the link yeah. thank you <laughs> i was gonna say i just looked up like carlton the bears like bio and like it pulls up the the corner maple leaves wiki and then it says at the bottom you know he's been known to travel with the maple leaves for occasional road trips he's not seen that much anymore <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck wrote that <laughs> i don't know but i like them they're my favorite oh Booey, everybody. Come back in two years when he memes it up enough that we all start to love him, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> With that, boys, I didn't imagine this, but 46 minutes into this damn show, we might have to, to speed run this a little bit. Our division breakdowns for the Metro and the Central. Let's start off with the Metro division, the eight teams there. And again, same kind of formula from last week. And we'll see if we kind of agree to disagree or agree, you know, to agree on where these teams are actually placed compared to what this look provides. The worst team in the Metro division this season will be the Philadelphia Flyers. Any disagreements? No, hard, hard to disagree with that. <laughs> uh, their offense right now. Sean Couturier is apparently not starting the season healthy. And again, this is off of cap friendly. So if this information's wrong, hey, it's what was out there at the time. Shit can change. Uh, also, one of their younger talents, Bobby Brink, is apparently out until December. That leaves their lines looking like this. Lawton, Kevin Hayes, Cam Atkinson as a top line. That's like expansion draft level top line. Yeah. James Van Riemsdyk, Morgan Frost, Travis Konechny. Second, it's, it's okay. Third line, Joel Farabee, Max Willman, Owen Tippett. And then people be like, oh, well, like Tippett's younger. Willman's younger. No, that dude's like 27. Um, and then a fourth line of holy fucking contract, Batman, Nick Delorier, four-year deal. Uh, Leafs legend Adam Brooks and Zach McEwen. Adam that's boy, so, that's that, that right there is uh, <laughs> Tortorella's line. That's their first line, motherfuckers. Yeah. Delorier, oh, yeah. Brooks, and McEwen. Is the line one of them's getting the C? 
Rip it off whoever's chest it's on. Who is even Philly's? Oh, no, they don't. Yeah, because Giroux's gone. They don't have a captain. Delorier for captain. Calling it. Four years of Delorier. Let's go. Yep. Um, defensively, it's a little bit better. Like, I have their offense on paper as the worst in the division. I don't think you can really argue with that. I mean, we'll we'll see. Uh, defensively, it's it's not great, obviously. Uh, Ivan Provorov, Tony D'Angelo. Um, we'll see how many goals they give up. Travis Anheim, who, you know, analytical like darling, him. you can argue just how good he is. Like, is he solid? Is he underrated? He'll be with Rasmus Ristolainen. So underrated and overrated. Shots. Yeah. Holy shit. And then the third pair is young stud defender Cam York with Justin Braun, presumably. Uh, again, Ryan Ellis, who's phenomenal, only played four games last year. And is presumed out for this entire season. Oof. And then their goaltending. On paper, I don't get it. It's Carter Hart, who wasn't amazing last year. And at the time of recording, Cap Friendly has their backup listed as, I believe it's Felix Sandstrom. Who? No. I I, I don't know, man. Like, he's a 25-year-old Swede. Uh, his minor league numbers are pretty trash. He had five NHL games last year with a 9-10. So I guess they're just they're going for it and hoping for the best as the opposed to running with like Troy Grosnick as their backup. Well, he's not that much better. <laughs> yeah, welcome. You might as well try someone like Sandstrom in that instance. Um, yeah. Welcome to the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, Philadelphia. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I got Carter Hart in fantasy just because I knew <laughs> Ellis was going to be out. I'm like, I'll get a lot of games. I don't know how many wins yeah. or, or stats I'll get out of shots. him. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, you never know. A <laughs> couple good total games. Total saves. If you get points per save, he might nah, be your it's all, guy. It's, no, unfortunately oh. not. In seventh, maybe controversial for some, given who else is in the Metro, though, but the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Mm. This is one that I could disagree with, but when we look at the lineup, the main theme here is, is question marks. Uh, their offense, Johnny Goodrow, Boone Jenner, Patrick Line. I mean, obviously, that's pretty damn solid. Like, they kept Line, they acquired Goodrow through free agency. Not bad. Second line, Gustav Nyquist, Jack Roslovich, Jakub Voracek, master of assists. Like, Nyquist and Voracek are both a year older. Roslovich is, is solid. I, eh, you know, that might be better suited on the, like as a third line on a great team. Their actual third line, nothing but youth. Former, I think every, I don't even know if Marchenko was a first rounder, but former first rounders, Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger, and Kirill Marchenko, who again might not have been a first rounder, but he looks solid. So that's just a huge question mark. Like we don't really know how well those guys are going to adapt. And in the fourth line of Eric Robinson, Sean Corrali, and another young guy, Igor Chinikov. China. Igor Chinikov. <laughs> He's young. Um, you know, that that's like the X factor, essentially, for Columbus, is we just don't know how good that offense is going to be with, you know, four super young guys playing pretty big roles on that team. Their defense, I don't think, looks that good. Wierenski and Boakvist. Solid. Gavrikov, who I think is pretty damn underrated, but he is next to Eric Goodbranson, 
Reminder, good Branson signed for four by four this offseason. And then Jake Bean and Andrew Peak, who are both still relatively young, but still kind of unproven. It's not horrific, but it's not great. And then they're goaltending. Elvis Merzlikens with Jonas Corposalo. I think this could be a team that pushes for a playoff spot. I think this team could be absolutely dreadful. I don't yeah. know if that's the uh, agreed upon thing, but there's just there's too many wild cards, I would say, to be like, yeah, no doubt, Columbus, playoffs, yeah, they're, good they're, row, let's go. Their bottom six is rough, but... I think their top six still has a shit ton left to give. And, dude, like, Goodrow with Line A could be absolutely filthy, with, especially when you think about, like, Jenner in the middle. It's such a similar situation to what Goodrow was in last last season, in a way. Line yeah. A, obviously, Line is not Kachuk, but Jenner, very, very similar to the defensive-style center that Goodrow was accustomed to, and now he has fucking Patrick Line A to pass pucks to. If Line yeah. A could just figure out a better way to score 5-5 five and five with, with Goodrow there... Dude, he could. Like, I like that line a lot. And, uh, yeah, I think I think they could do a, a hell of a lot more. And uh, you never know how the duo system works on defense. Sometimes, we, you know, it's the same thing with Ristolainen and Sandheim. They could look kind of good because Sandheim's going to carry him and Ristolainen's going to run around and hit people. It could be the same with Gavrikov and, and Goodbranson. You know, sure. we've seen that kind of stuff a lot where, you know, and same thing on the forward end with two good guys and then an extra guy to go in the corners and get pucks. And they, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, there's a, I, I think, I think you're on the right track. Like there's a ton of wild cards in there, but yeah. This is, as we'll discover here, a very tough division, I think, to predict. Most are yeah. this year. Number six, New Jersey. Another team I could see finishing on the outside of the playoffs, another team I could see making it. Their offense looks pretty damn good. Uh, Andre Palat is a free agent signing with Jack Hughes and Dawson Mercer, former first-round pick. That looks great, especially if Hughes can stay healthy. Second line, Yegor Sharangovich, Nico Heischer, who is apparently starting the season with a week-to-week injury, and then Jesper Bratt. I love that top six. You have Miles Wood, Eric Hall, Thomas Tatar, solid third line, Ta-ta. and a fourth line of Leafs legend Andreas Janssen, uh, McLeod, and Nathan Bastion. I really like New Jersey's offense. I think they got a good amount of depth. They got the star power with Hughes. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like their defense. Ryan Graves, Damon Severson, Segan Taller, arguably, like, legitimately has a shout for being the best defensive defenseman last season. He should be in the conversation. Like, if there was a, okay, who's the best defense to defenseman award, he would have been a finalist. No doubt. He's with Dougie Hamilton, a star offensive defenseman. And then the third pair is Brendan Smith and John Marino, who are both more, like, defensive, physical, shut-it-down types. The question is in the goaltending. Mackenzie Blackwood and Vitek Vanacek. And that's why they find themselves here. They don't have that kind of star goalie to carry them. Both of these guys have been looked at as the type that could take that step forward to being a reliable number one. Neither has done it yet. So while, you know, I was the one that kind of put this formula together as a base way to look at all these teams, I would put New Jersey ahead of sixth uh, based off the strength of their offense and defense. But there is no denying like that goaltending is a question mark, even if like, Oh, who's their third choice? Jonathan Bernier, who's had trouble staying healthy. So that's the only 
you know, weird thing about New Jersey is for years and years, forever and ever, amen, it's, well, they have Martin Brodeur. We don't have to worry about goaltending. And then since he's left, it's, okay, we're, we've pretty much done nothing but worry about goaltending. I mean, with the exception of Corey Snyder's uh, decent years, of which there yeah. weren't that many. So no I love this New Jersey. Jersey. No, I love this New Jersey team. I'm just like looking at. It. I'm like, I really like it. I'm excited to see what they do. And uh, honestly, we've seen a lot of times where solid ass defensive cores and systems can really, really elevate a goaltender. <laughs> Jordan Bennington. Um, I I would love to see that for Vanacek and or Blackwood, especially if they're going to get because both of them are seemingly in that similar situation where they can get a really even distribution amount of games, be competitive. And if they thrive in that kind of environment, hard to say for Vanacek. I felt like at times he kind of was like, you know, at times with Sam Sonoff trading off in Washington. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. they kind of fueled each other. Maybe you could find that again here in Jersey, especially with a defensive core that has a lot of uh, capabilities such, you know, that Mm -hmm. that one has. Yeah, their defense is able to bail them out completely out of games. We'll see. We'll see. Because I like the way it looks. Uh, RIP PK Subban for not being there because, you know, he retired. Uh, I think their team got a lot faster in that end. It opens up that extra spot for guys to come through. Number five. And at this point, people might be saying, where the hell's this team? And now you might know what the hell Sin's talking about. Number five, Washington. Oh, this is not what I was squinting at, actually. Oh, I know that I'm alluding towards what you were squinting at. Ah, I see. I see. I see. Number five, Washington. Another team that could make the playoffs or could miss out. That's this entire division. Their offense is still very solid, despite the fact that Nick Backstrom is out for an unknown amount of time. Tom Wilson's out until presumably at least November. And Carl Hagelin is out indefinitely. But their offense still has Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Anthony Mantha, who I believe just became a father, so congrats to him. Connor McMichael, uh, Dylan Strom, and Connor Brown. Love that, too. Connor Sherry, Lars Eller, TJ Hoshie. And then Marcus Johansson, Nick Dowd, Garnet Hathaway. Depth. Think about those yeah. three injuries. And that lineup still looks that strong. That's pretty Depth. impressive, honestly. Yeah. Mm. Their defense, a bunch of these defense cores kind of just get lumped together as okay, about even on paper. But Martin Fehervari and John Carlson. So, you know, putting your best defenseman with your youngest defenseman in the lineup. Dmitry Orloff and Nick Jensen, which I really like for a second pair. And then Eric Gustafson with uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. It's it's like solid. That. It's solid. I like TVR. Yeah. Underrated defenseman, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Very much. Their question is the goaltending, and this is why I'm not sure if I even want to put Washington this high up. Because Darcy Kemper, what is he? From an analytical perspective, especially over the last couple of years, like he was looking good in Arizona and then skyrockets in terms of certain numbers on the Colorado avalanche leaves the abs comes to Washington. Is he that awesome Darcy Kemper or is he more of like a, a Jake Allen type where sure he can be your number one guy, but he's not like franchise level goaltender. And they have a similar backup in Charlie Lindgren to what, uh, granted, he's had a little bit more experience, but, you know, Charlie Lindgren's one of those guys who spent a lot of time in the AHL, 
hasn't been able to routinely lock down an NHL backup position. So for the Caps, I think, you know, you look at the the forward core, the defense looks damn good. Yet another team where it's like, where is this goaltending going to bring them? Because with what they paid Darcy Kemper, they're obviously hoping for the playoffs. You're still going for it. But Philip Grubauer looked like a sure thing for Seattle, didn't he? Until mm-hmm. he very quickly didn't. Yeah. Don't really have much to add to that. Like, I would, I think it's like what you said. Their offensive core is very, very impressive considering the injuries that they have. Hmm. I'm not thrilled with their defense. Um, but I am through. I love Kemper. If Kemper is, you know, the real deal, like you said, then they should be fine and they should probably get into a playoff spot. Like, yeah, I don't think there's any universe where they don't this season. I know every year someone's like, ah, Washington's going to fall off, man. Maybe this is the year they do. Maybe this is the year Ovechkin just loses it. I hope we see that not happen because I want to see that record broken. But I think we talked about this before. He's not quite tapering off. So it's just one year. He's just going to not have it anymore. And that's what terrifies me. I don't want to see that, but we may. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins next. This offense, I'd say tops Washington. Gensel, Crosby, Mm -hmm. Rust, Zucker, Malkin, Raquel, uh, Brock McGinn, Jeff Carter, Kasperi Kapanen, O'Connor, Bluger, Danton Heinen. Love it. Those are four very strong lines. Their defense, Brian Dumoulin and Chris Letang. Jan Ruda and Jeff Petrie, who they added from Montreal. Marcus Pedersen, Chad Ruedel. Solid. Yeah. And then in goal, it's not like this outstanding combination, but it is a more proven combination of Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. Much like Washington, much like New Jersey, you could even argue Columbus, not making the playoffs would be a failure. For that team Mm -hmm. this season. But this division. And with what the Atlantic looks like. You just don't know how many playoff spots are going to be there. Good teams are going to miss the playoffs. But man. This Pittsburgh team still looks damn strong. Yep. The Crosby. Crosby. Anytime Crosby's on a fucking roster. They have a chance of doing something. (laughs) It's true. And like I said, like I don't expect like, oh yeah, let's talk in depth about every team because a team like Pittsburgh is just like, yep, that's a good team. They should make yeah. the playoffs, and that's yeah. perfectly fine. We can leave it at that. You know, we don't have to drag out until Crosby retires. I'm, I'm saying that team should make the playoffs. Like he's they yeah. he's that good. The management's done a great, a fine job of keeping good guys around him. Are they a cup contender? Probably not. But you never know. Again, when Crosby's on a fucking team, <laughs> just make it there. Get there first, and then that man will work his magic. The New York Rangers are next to talk about here. This offense, Kreider, Zabanajad, Barclay, Goodrow? Let's uh-huh. hope for Rangers fans that's one that uh, Cap Friendly has wrong. And I'll be honest, I've since gone back to their site and they have Kreider, Zabanajad, Kapokako as their top line. So like I said, things are maneuvering around. But bottom line is, those three will be on this offense. Second line, Panarin, Trocek, Kravtsov, Lafreniere, Hedl, Kako, Blay, Carpenter, Reeves. The bottom line with that offense, you have some great star power with Kreider, Zabanejad, Panarin. Super top heavy. 
you have some good grit with Blake, Carpenter, and Reeves. You add in Trocheck. What are you going to get from those four young guys? This team lives and dies with Lafreniere, Heedel, Kako, Kravtsov. Their chances of going above and beyond what they accomplished last year hinges pretty much solely upon those four. A lot of pressure for him, too, especially in New York, where there's already a lot of pressure. And we've kind of had seen this thing where those young prospects in New York, for some reason, lately have had such a hard time developing. Kravtsov's been pissing and moaning that he's ready for the last two years. Now's mm-hmm. his chance to actually prove it. Um, yeah. I I don't know. It's a super, super top-heavy lineup. And like you said, it's so they all those young guys need to take a step forward. They should, absolutely, but Kaka was a second overall pick, man. Mm-hmm. Four, year, five, four or five years ago at this point? Uh, God, I don't know, man. Time is time, time is, is a fucking yeah. illusion. When the hell was Capo Kako drafted? 2019. 20, oh, 19. I was going to say 18. Eh. Yeah. So, I mean, by this point, you want him to be pushing for top six, which, yeah. I mean, if you had the lineup correct, like maybe if he played. They're going to try him. Can he can he produce Lafreniere with the amount of hype around him being a first overall selection still got time to prove himself. But again, what is it with them always seemingly kind of just is it the hype level and then everyone expects too much? I don't know. Fox has been the one where he actually really, really panned out when I don't know, for me, I'm just like, OK, this guy really wants to play in New York. What the fuck, man? You yeah, like that? Yeah. How far are you going to get? And then he's just like, ah, bitch, look what I can do. Norse Spurns, <laughs> Spurns Calgary Spurns Carolina wants to go to New York and it's worked and that'll lead us to talking about that defense which is honestly the same thing as the offense uh Fox mm-hmm. Lindgren Truba really solid yeah but then you have Keandre Miller Braden Schneider Libor Hayek younger like guys Keandre. that need to step up I like Keandre Miller too a lot yeah. but that's the story of the Rangers is you know you look at their goaltending it's just Sturkin and Halak you should be fine Mm-hmm. It's just Durkin for fuck's sake. It just comes down to like, okay, you're banking on these younger guys being able to step up. Let's see it happen. And like Sins alluded towards, you know, they, um, I, I don't know exactly what the Rangers track record is, but the narrative is certainly that they have had a more difficult time getting players to graduate up to that level than some other yeah. teams. The Carolina Hurricanes. The boos are growing. Well, again, the team we're going to talk about last. I hate it. I'm not saying anything. Just give it a sec. Carolina, this offense, I'm not as sold on it as I thought it would be. And again, like I said, maybe some things have changed, but we had to have a deadline, you know, a cutoff for what these teams would be looking like. Svechnikov, Ajo, Seth Jarvis as a younger player. Solid. Teravainen, Kakaniemi, Natchez. Stashny, great signing. Jordan Stahl and uh, Jesper Faust. <clears throat> Martinuk, Jack Drury, Andre Kasha. With Max Pacioretty, of course, out until February due to injury. That's yeah, a big hole. That's a big loss. And again, younger guys. Jarvis, Natchez, Kakaniemi, Drury. How are they going to be? It's a similar story to the Rangers. You got some good star power at the high end. What's what's the story going to be with those younger guys in terms of stepping up and trying to carry the Hurricanes to that next level? 
because their defense is the best in the division. Hands down. Slavin and Burns, Shea and Pesci, Dahan and Bear. God, Slavin is going to... Just that that three, man, of Slavin, Burns, and Pesci? Fuck. You know? I hate how good Burns is going to look again with Slavin, man. Like, he's going to look so good. Oh, I'm glad for him. I, I still love me some Brent Burns. But my goodness, is, is that is that trade going to look exceptionally skewed? In goal, Freddie Anderson, Auntie Ranta. Solid if they're healthy. Yeah. This Carolina team in the same spot they've been for years and years now of they're going to make the playoffs unless they fucking blow it. And it's just a matter of how far they go once they're there. So there's one team we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. Now, elephant. I am not saying that I believe this team to be better than every other team in the Metro. I am not saying that I believe this team will even make the playoffs. Yes, he is. Guys, don't let him get out that easily. Oh, my God. (laughs) But we've proven the point that Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, Washington, New Jersey, Columbus, even the only team we've talked about so far where we're just like, there's no shot of them making the playoffs is Philadelphia. And some teams might have or some people might have this team in that Columbus, New Jersey territory of like, sure, you want to make it, but will you? And that's the New York Islanders. But I think as we look at this roster, let's talk about this offense first. Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey, Parise, Barzell on that brand new deal, Kyle Palmieri, Bovillier, Paggio, Wallstrom, Martin, Sezikis, Clutterbuck. That's not bad. Like there the identity is, line. There's some good depth there. I like They it. don't have this elite star player, but there's, you know, it's well-rounded. This is Wallstrom's last chance to prove that he's better than Caulfield like I once thought he could be. Mm. (laughs) Their defense, Pellick and Pollock, Romanoff and Dobson, and a young Robin Sala with Scott Mayfield. Do they have that, like, do they have an Adam Fox? No. They don't but need that's one. a have, strong defense. When you have Pelican and Pollock on a on a line together, man, that's mm-hmm. such a sick shutdown combination. In goal, Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov. Duh. You look yeah, yeah. duh. <laughs> you look <laughs> at this team on paper and you're like, yeah, fuck, that's not bad. They just don't have the superstar, John Tavares to really bolster this up. I look at this team and I say, you know what they're missing? A Barry Trotz to bring it all together and make them better and perform better than the sum of their parts. Now do you see why I'm like, let's save them for last Mm -hmm. because on paper, they're not that bad and they should be a playoff team. But last season was a massive disappointment. Yes, they started off on the road for a good part of it. But will I be surprised? In a row. That's what killed them. Yeah, that's true. If the November, New York Islanders games. make the playoffs this year, am I going to be surprised? No. No, I'm not. If they're almost as bad as Philly, will I be surprised? No. No, because they're just it's been such a weird fucking time for that franchise. 
with the John Tavares departure, the new stadium. It's just been a really weird time, and this is a very big season for them. Granted, they have allowed Lou Lamorello to spend some big-time money, so do you let go of Lou like as soon as the end of this year if they miss the playoffs? I don't know, but I look at that team, and I'm like, you are too good to be shit. That's all. That's all. So This is fun. I think we're in agreement. The Metro Division... There are going to be good teams that miss the playoffs. And aside mm-hmm. from Philadelphia, everyone should have optimism this season. That's like the entire Eastern Conference. There's going to be good teams that, are, that miss the playoffs. Yeah. The West, it's not that cut and dry, I don't think. We're like, yeah, good team. Are they a good team? I don't know. Um, but I'm excited yeah, to, to get to the Central. God, yeah, because even the Atlantic I'm just going to let that speak for itself. Uh, Tugi mm-hmm. says the Islanders will be first in the division. Everyone write it down and come back to him later. <laughs> Come back to me a month later when they lose 11 games again. Great. Seattle Kraken 2.0, baby. It can't possibly fail again. (laughs) (laughs) The Central Division. The worst team in this division. The Chicago Hockey Team. In more ways than one. There you go. Numerous (laughs) ways. They might not play in a college stadium, but they're still in the basement, baby. Fucking hell! Only because the Coyotes don't have a probably don't have a basement they could actually be put in. Yeah. Um. So Chicago offense, and again, like I said, this could have changed based off of the cutoff. Shit gets updated all the time. So call-ups and send downs. So if it's not a completely accurate depth chart, it's okay. It'll be fine. Top line could be something like this. It won't be, but in terms of the players that are there, Colin Blackwell, Jonathan Taves, Tyler Johnson. Eh. Taylor Radish, Max Domi, Patrick Kane, Lafferty, Kara, Athanasiu, Kurashev, Entwistle, and Reese Johnson. I would love Lafferty, Kyra, and Anthanasio as a fourth line. Yeah, that'd be pretty gritty. Um, yeah. Right now, that is but not yikes. apparently the case, according to uh, Cap Friendly. But again, this shit changes. <laughs> this team is super bad. Like, you have Taves and Kane on the last year of their deals. Athanasium and Domi, were those one-year deals at three million each? A year for Domi. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Athanasium and Domi are both signed until 2023. No, yeah, so that's a one-year deal. Uh, What? Really? Yeah, Domi and Athanasium are both on uh, one-year deals for three million each. All right. Wow. Welcome to the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. We don't even have to talk about the defense of the goaltending. Yeah, they got the Jones brothers playing together, just trying to sell tickets. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, their defense consists Caleb and Seth Jones. Um, It's Ryan Johnson, if I'm not mistaken, (laughs) with uh, Connor Murphy. Love Connor uh, Murphy. I think he's the best defenseman on that team, by the way. I would take Connor Murphy over any of the other defenders we're about to mention, which also includes... uh, uh, not Chase Stillman. Yeah, Chase Stillman. Chase Stillman. We don't even know Christ. their names. <laughs> Fuck Chicago. Oh, every other Ch- thing is Riley been Stillman. flawless. Chase Stillman's the other one. Yeah. Um, and Alec Regula, who's a prospect, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are missing Jake McCabe, which is a huge loss for them. Yeah, he's big. And they're goaltending. Peter Morazic and Alex Stalock. <laughs> Uh, they're, we're going to see two other goaltenders throughout the course of this year. 
like one or both of them will be injured at some point. Like Chief, like this team. <laughs> Chief. <laughs> My I like it. Call me off guard. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He said They're the terrible. thing. He said the thing. They are oh, absolutely fuck. terrible. Um, you know, again, I will say as In always, all the ways. No, no issues with that fan base. I respect that fan base. They're a passionate fucking fan base. Um, I am going to enjoy this team being absolutely shit for no reason other than their owner is a scumbag. Yep. There you go. There you go. You know, Rocky uh, Wirtz can get in a hearse. I'm not against that. I'll be honest. Any <laughs> as as some people might view us for that or whatever, but man, that guy He's a piece is of a shit. piece of shit. He yeah. really is. Like that's the only way to view it. I don't care what opportunities, what sponsorships that could cost us. Like that is just the fucking cold hard facts. Like he has proven it over the last year. That guy's a fucking scumbag. Oh damn! Now we're not gonna get sponsored by a deep dish pizza company, the literal worst pizza on the planet oh no <laughs> chicago enjoy the ride uh at least uh you know hawks fans enjoy the ride because that team is going to be trash the arizona coyotes of college town um so their offense keller the arizona coyotes let's go hey Chug, 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 chug. Yeah, there's going to be shotgun and beers and doing keg stands at practice. Um, Embrace it. God. Keller, Schmaltz, Travis Boyd. Solid. Lawson Krause, Barrett Hayton, Zach Cassian. <laughs> oh. I love that Zach Cassian's on the second line. Uh, Nick Ritchie, young Jack McBain, and Christian Fisher. Liam O'Brien, Laurent Dauphin, Nick Bjugstad. Laurent Dauphin was an NHL 14 legend. You, like, you better hope there are other young guys yeah. that are making the team or some shit. Otherwise, yeah, hey, good job for tanking because that forward core fucking sucks. Their defense. Uh, also worth noting that Andrew Ladd, of course, is out for the season. He actually would have oh. been an improvement on a couple of those players. Yeah. Sorry, Dauphin. No, Brian. Their defense. Goss Despair, Dyson Mayo. Great name still. Uh, Chikrin and Connor Timmons, uh, Patrick Nemeth and Troy Stetcher. Not great. It's not, not horrible, great. though. <laughs> they have some, it's not. It's not the worst. And also, you know, you'd expect someone like J.J. Moser to be factored in as well. Again, that can still uh, kind of switch around as well. As, as we mentioned, I'll continue to mention it. I'm not saying these are the lines, 100%. Uh, they're goaltending. Carl Vamelka. And the greatest goalie of all time, Jonas Johansson. Fuck. <laughs> like, just... Oof. Um, worth noting, Vimelka in 52 games last year had an 898 save percentage. Johansson played in 11 games, had a 4.69 goals against average with an 856 save percentage. Sounds like that exactly sounds like mine and beer this series. <laughs> Uh, it is a race between Arizona and Chicago for the bottom of that division because holy fuck. Yeah. The Dallas Stars, who are looking a little bit better after yesterday, aren't they? 
Don't know for sure what the line combinations are, but obviously now we have to factor in Jason Robertson, mm-hmm. who is a gigantic boost to this team. And the number one guy I would take off of this uh, forward core. No doubt. But you also have Mason Marchment, who was great last year, but that's a big contract for a still relatively unproven player with Rupe Hintz, Dennis Gurionov. How are they going to split up Hintz and Pavelski, man? I don't know. I don't know if that's actually what they're going to roll with or not. That's just what it was listed at today. Yeah, even now, Cap Friendly is showing Robertson, Sagan, Pavelski on the second line. Oh, wow. Okay. Ben's third liner? Jeez. Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. Cap friendly at the moment, but yeah, it's Ben Sagan, Pavelski. I mean, the you know the latter is still great. The other two, ugh. um, and then the youth that might factor in Marion Studnich, um, you know, Radic Faxel, Luke Glendening are factored in. Riley Tufty, um, fuck, I forget this dude's a uh, Jacob Peterson. Hey, we got you all, Kimmy Ranta, totally Spanish, um. Yeah, it's not the prettiest looking offense in the world. Even, you know, sure, you might factor in former first round pick Wyatt Johnston. It's only 19. You do have to factor in Jason Robertson now. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that star's offense. Their defense looks a bit better. Suter, Haskinen, Lindell, Hockenpah, uh, Thomas Harley, and Colin Miller. Uh, You also have to factor in uh, Nils Lundqvist potentially getting a chance there as well uh, after being acquired from the New York Rangers. So not bad, not amazing. They do have Mira Haskinen, though, which certainly helps the outlook of that defense. They actually have the most amazing people on that defense. Tervatulua <laughs> Swami. Plenty. And in goal. Just all the fins, baby. There you go. <laughs> in goal, they do have three fins on that defense. You'll have to see. I know. That's exactly that's why it's the best. And in goal, <laughs> Jake Ottinger and Anton Hadobin is going to be given a chance, presumed to be the backup with uh, Scott Wedgwood as the third choice. Pretty much have to give Hadobin a chance. He's on the last year of his deal worth uh, $3.33 million a season. Yep. So I don't mind the goaltending. Um, I, I just think Dallas, you know, is our first big question mark where I think you can look at that team and say, I can see them missing the playoffs, or you can look at them and say, yeah, no, I could see them making it because they do have some good pieces on that team. Uh, I, they are very much in that wild card territory for me. They certainly are. It's a tougher division for them to be in. But the one thing I am, I'm super excited about is, uh, well, DeBoer is reunited with Pavelski, and there's some good defensemen on there who could rip that puck on net. Now, Dallas, you know, obviously Pavelski still has been getting, you know, the, the, the tip in goals and stuff like that. And man, it, it could with with DeBoer back in the picture. I think that's that's to me the biggest wild card is the connection of DeBoer and Pavelski, understanding what Pavelski brings, realizing you now have a couple solid defensemen. You can just fire the puck at the net like Haskinen's a guy who he does just everything right. If he makes a mistake, he works twice as hard to never make that mistake again. He's one of my favorite defensemen in the league, and I don't think he gets talked about enough because he's not flashy. Um, but I think he's honestly one of the best defensemen in this league uh, on both sides of the puck, which is tremendous. Uh, so I'd love. Yeah, I'm just I, I want to see again. There's still if, and what if Ben and Sagan have decent years again? Could happen. You know, sure, it's still going to be a kind of a defensive system, but DeBoer is still more different than Bonus in that he likes to fuck with things a lot more. Mm. 
think that's fair. Mm-hmm. The St. Louis Blues. This offense is dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Saad O'Reilly, Cairo, Bushnevich, Thomas, Tarasenko, Barbashev, Shen, Kostin, Walker, Brown, Achari. That's awesome. Like, that's, I, a good, I, that's a good first line. Yeah. I really like that offense, the depth that they have. It reminds me so much of like Pittsburgh and Washington where it's like, shit, how do you have that much depth throughout your lineup? Those are three good lines, man. And they lost to Perron. That's that's what's crazy to me. Like they're stick Perron where Costin is, man. Mm. Fuck. Right. (laughs) Like you, there's no easy matchup there, but I, I don't, I still don't think there's an easy matchup. That's going to be really interesting when they're, when they're playing on home ice, especially, or no, even on the road, like how are you going to, how are you going to try to match up against those guys? Like who, who are you mm-hmm. sending out to shut down? Which one? I like that. I like it balanced. Their and defense the blues. <laughs> leaves a bit to be desired. Letty Pareko, Krug, Falk, Mikola Bortuzzo with Marco Scandella out for pretty much the entire season. Um, yeah, I I don't get the approach of of signing Nick Letty to what they signed him for. You're kind of hoping that he, Krug, and Falk Pareko too, for that matter, where he was viewed as like the Petrangelo replacement. And I think I you know I have outright seen from a lot of Blues fans like, oh fuck, he hasn't really been that. Um, that defense is relying a ton on them capturing prior performance levels. And my issue was that the goaltending is doing the same thing. Because yeah. it's Jordan Bennington and Thomas Grice. Let's go, Sharks legend Thomas Grice. This team is the fucking meme where it's like the Ferrari and then like a horse and then like, <laughs> like you know that meme where it just gets no. worse as you start at the front of the car and go to the back of the car? Like the front of the Ferrari, the middle is like a horse, and the other one's like a tricycle at the end or something like that. I've never Basically, seen that Basically, yeah. yeah it's, it's, um, I've, I've seen the picture of the horse that's drawn beautifully, and then as you get to the end, it's, that it's too. like a still figure. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Same essentially concept. what I'm saying. It's been adapted okay. as the car meme. Um, yeah, that's that's what it is, it's just in terms of how this team is built. The offense looks great. The defense, you're like, uh, and then you get to the gold pinning. It's like, oh, fuck, what is this? So yeah. another team. I could see them making the playoffs. I could see them being a wild card team. I could see them missing out depending on the strength of the Pacific division, maybe forcing, uh, you know, certain teams that have to miss out due to limited spots. Oh man. I think I thought a better analogy for it. It's like when you, it's like when you're an artist and you, you draw like a, you draw a face and you hit flip canvas and it looks distorted as fuck. You ever done that? No, I can't say I have, but now I okay, have to try. Like, I think, People, our artist fans, were probably like three of them, know exactly what I'm talking about. It starts off as a Bob Ross. It turns into a second grader's finger painting and then ends with me trying to draw. It's, uh, <laughs> it starts as a Bob Ross and ends as a Ringo star. Yes, perfect. The yeah. St. Louis I Blues, everybody. Song about an octopus. Peace and love. <laughs> peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, the Minnesota Wild up next. Their offense? Eh. Capri's off. Hartman, Zuccarello. Not bad. Ryan Hartman. What a guy, Ryan Hartman, by the way. Uh, Tyson Jost, Eric Sinek, Marcus Foligno. Eh. Poor Tyson Jost getting traded away from Colorado, by the way. The worst time. Yeah. Sam Steele uh, trying to get his career back on track. Freddie Goodrow, Matt Boldy, who... 
my God, Matt Boldy's fucking amazing uh, already. And then Connor Dewar, Marco Rossi, Brandon Duhame. And again, they might work in some different younger guys, some different veterans, but it gives you a general sense of what this team is. Um, not not the best, not the best on paper. I think is I think is fair to say. They got some bright spots. They got some question marks. And uh, as well, I should mention Jordan Greenway's out for an undisclosed amount of time. He'd help uh, out a bit. Their defense, much better. Brodeen Spurgeon, great top pair. Sharks legend Jacob Middleton with Matt Dumba. And Alex Goligoski with Kalen Addison. <sighs> Jake Middleton, 78 overall. Fucking the audacity of this roster guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's on three seasons. If I I'm made him what I thought he should be, be an 82, uh, NHL 23, Jacob Middleton uh, will make him what he needs I to know. be. Um, and then uh, no, worth noting that John Merrill's out for an undisclosed amount of time. Uh, their goaltending, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Philip Gustafson, Minnesota. I mean... Yeah, Mark Andre Fleury is another one of those where you're just waiting for like there's going to be no decline with this goaltending. He either has it or he doesn't. He's just that kind of guy, and I hope he still has it this year because I love that man. Like Minnesota, same thing. I don't think I could see them missing the playoffs, but wild card outright in the top three spots, fine. But can I view them as like cup favorite? No, they're in that second, if not third tier. You know, hey, bro, like, they got Goodrow, you know, like they got. Oh, it's it's oh, Freddie Goodrow. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Sorry. That's going to be a thing now. Every time when it, starting with I mean, just turn it into a, a meme, the Minnesota Wild have Goodrow, you know, yeah. GG's Goodrow Capri's off. Done deal. Um, I, I don't I don't hate them, but I just don't know if I can look at them and just be like, yeah, I have the confidence that this team can like finally be the one to make it back to the. Western Conference Finals after almost 20 years. Actually, I think it will be 20 years, right? The the Colorado upset, and they made it all the way to the Conference Final. Well, that was 2003. Yeah. Was that yeah. with Manny Fernandez, or was he gone by that point? Yeah. I think oh, Manny man. was the guy for them at that point, yeah. I remember so. he had a hell of a run, did Manny. I can't remember if that was regular season or playoffs, but uh, so yeah. I'm, uh, I'm rooting for them, but yeah, they lost in the Conference Finals to the Ducks, who went on, obviously, to lose in the Finals. Uh, and have not been back to the Western Conference final since. One of, uh, and I did a video on one of just five NHL teams, of course, to not make it uh, to a Stanley Cup final. I don't know if that'll change this year, but, you know, they Ooh, have a shot. Who haven't, besides not Nashville? You're going to have to watch Columbus. the video to find out, sucker. Uh, can um, I just guess? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Columbus. Yep. Oh, shit. Actually, this is going to be harder than I thought. <laughs> Well, Winnipeg. Correct. Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Mm. Do the new teams count? Seattle? Does that count? Yeah, Seattle counts. So that's four. There's five, right? Yeah. yeah. Look at me. Uh, the Minnesota. Oh, no, no. Wait, did, did I count Minnesota? Oh, no. You said five besides Minnesota. I think you got them. Arizona, huh. Winnipeg, yep. Minnesota, Columbus, Seattle. Oh, oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, I killed it. Fucking crushed it. You know, also, do you know the teams who have video. only made just... one cup final? Yeah, the Sharks, and that's all that Correct. matters. <laughs> that's National a nice Ottawa, video. Vegas, Florida as well in that regard. 
Um, speaking of the Winnipeg Jets, we'll talk about them next. Um, this is a team that I, I, I don't know. I don't see them making the playoffs. This is a team that's carried by their goaltending. Let's be honest. The offense, top line, if it is this, Connor Shifley-Ellers, awesome. Perfetti, Dubois, Wheeler, depends on how good Cole Perfetti's going to be. Harkins, Lowry, Appleton, eh. Toninato, Gustafson, Gagne, eh, you know, you know, that's, that's one of the, one of the interesting ones. Their defense, so much, like, the, the youth really drags down what it looks like. Morrissey, Pionk, and then Samberg, Dylan, Heinola, and Nate Schmidt. Like, yeah. that's, that's the big question for them, again, is just, if they are in fact running these younger guys and looking at their defense right now, uh, it does look like uh, Sandberg's not going to be factored in. Um, so you do have to factor in Dylan DeMello, who is going to be ready for the start of the season. You also have to factor in Logan Stanley. So that does look mm-hmm. a little bit better if they're not going to run with those two younger guys. And then their goaltending is Hellebuck and Riddick and Connor Hellebuck's awesome. So when he's on, yeah, when he's on, I think I made this right. point in our pre and our pre uh, our preseason, our preview last year. It was that, Winnipeg, they're going to need Hellebuck to be on his A game because if he falls off, they struggle. Well, he, you know, last season they struggled. I could see the same again. I picked up Dylan for some Pims, man. If they struggle, Dilly's going to be fighting, baby. And I want those Pims. <laughs> Not to mention, One, I mean, the backup. That's it, Pims. The backup goal is David Riddick. And I don't know if that's the guy you want to bank on to be able to make sure that Connor Hellebuck doesn't have to play 60 games in a season. You know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So, oh, man. That offense, a little bit concerning. The defense does look a little bit better than uh, what we would have had them marked down here on, knowing that DeMello uh, is is healthy for the start of the season. Stanley's going to be factored in there, too. Um, You know, could miss the playoffs, could make the wild card, could make the top three. Like, it's, it's another one of those teams. Second, while I believe this team will finish first, Colorado. Lekkinen, McKinnon, Rantanen. Awesome. Rodriguez, Newhook, Nachushkin. Awesome. I miss Cogliano, Comfer, <laughs> O'Connor. Eh. Fourth liner, Nazem Kadri. No. Um, Anton Bleed, Darren Helm, and Jason Megna. Um, Colorado's lacking a little bit of depth right now. Yeah. They're, they're lacking a little bit of depth. Maybe you get like a, a younger guy like Ben Myers in there or something like that, but they're lacking a bit of depth up front. They're missing... Injure you, Mick. Injure you, face though. They sure are. We that was that was that, that that wasn't that wasn't as good as it sounded in my head. No, Mister <laughs> Sneaky Dirty. That's fine. Yeah, their defense. Uh, Taves and Makar. LOL. Unbelievable. Uh, Gerard Manson. I mean, Manson got a fucking contract. He probably shouldn't have gotten, but that's tomorrow's problem. Right-handed do hits. Let's go. And then Byram and uh, Eric Johnson. <laughs> Not bad. Pretty much the same thing they had last year. In goal, Georgiev and Franzos. That's going to be weird for Georgiev to be in that spot. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. similar to what we had mentioned, I would say, with New Jersey, with the likes of Blackwood mm-hmm. and Vanacek. Can one of these guys prove to be a number one? So I think there are obviously more questions about Colorado this year. Their forward depth took a big hit you know, defensively. You know, we'll continue to see if someone like Bowen Byram can like play at the level that he did in the playoffs where he was fucking amazing. 
Yeah. And then their goaltending is a bit more of a question mark this year than in previous years. Yeah. I think Bowen Biden is a terrific defenseman, unfortunately, and the concussion issues that he's had is just, ugh. Yeah, but he seems to be getting back on track at this stage, thankfully. Yeah, it's it's great. That's Yeah, that's kind of what I was commenting on, just how good he was in the playoffs. I think we're seeing just what he can be, and I love it in that situation, too. That's always that intangible X factor that you look at. Do they elevate their game in the playoffs? He sure as hell did. I hope, like, hell, he stays healthy and keeps going because, god damn, he's so young. For yeah. how have those issues already is fucked. So we've talked about outside of Arizona and Chicago – you know, Dallas, St. Louis, Minnesota, Winnipeg, all realistically could make the playoffs. Colorado's going to make the playoffs. I saved Nashville for last. Because on paper, I think they might be the most interesting. Forsberg, Grandland, Duchesne. Tolvin and Johansson, Niederreiter. Geneau, Sisson, Sanford, Trennan, Glass, Tomasino. Do they have that outright superstar? No, I'd put Philip Forsberg just outside of like league-wide superstar he's home talent superstar but not quite like you know where every like casual fan be like fuck yeah give me philip forsberg unless it was like oh i watched tsn trade deadline special and they said fuck yeah you should want philip forsberg which you can't have now because he signed a eight-year deal their defense yossi fabro ekholm carrier mcdonough borovietsky their left hand side is yossi ekholm mcdonough nobody in the league can compete with that. That's absurd to have those three guys who could all be top pairing defensemen. One, two, three down that left-hand side. Fuck. They're goaltending. UC Saros. Yeah. He's fucking amazing. Kevin Lankinen is the backup. I don't know about that one, Chief. Nashville should be in the playoffs next year. Well, unless they run Saros into the ground again. Exactly. Like, yep. what are they going to do with that goaltending, even though the defense in front of them is great? Like, will that allow Lankinen to show those bright spots again that he once showed in oh, Chicago? Yeah. I was just going to say, remember when Lankinen had that awesome stretch of games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that forward core, what the hell is Matt Duchesne going to be this year? Because last year he was amazing, and he looked like old <laughs> Matt Duchesne. Can he do that again? If he can, they're going to be a playoff team. That's kind of what I've loved about these previews as we look to wrap this up and wrap up the show is throughout all four divisions, there are very few teams that I think you can confidently rule out of a playoff spot. Yeah. In terms of parity, and I think we said this last year, parity is at its peak now, like a new level's been reached in terms of how many teams can make the playoffs. You can argue how many of those teams are legitimate cup favorites, but there are, and I've said it, you know, over the past two shows, so many teams that can rightfully make the playoffs. And I think we're in store for a couple of surprises. I hope for Colorado's sake, they're not one of them. But uh, who the hell knows? Yeah, That's my response. Who the hell knows? Gentlemen, with that, I know Endo needs to get out of here. Everybody, I want to thank you for listening to our final show on our one-per-week schedule, I believe. Uh, we'll talk about that, but we should be back to two weeks starting next week. As again, the NHL season begins tomorrow on Friday, maybe today. By the time you're listening to this, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. But hockey season's here. We'll be here to talk about it all season long. We thank you for listening. We thank Manscaped. You can catch Endo on Twitter, Twitch, at Endo Mills, E-N-D-O-M-I-L-L-S, Endo Mills. You can catch Sin 
pretty much on YouTube because social media is the worst. Uh, but you can catch Sin. Well, he's on Instagram, for that matter. He's on Spotify as well. Don't forget about that. Paul Cinders, that's what I'm talking about. Catch him on YouTube at Sin for the Win Productions. And don't worry, everybody. Uh, the day the day that Mac is more uh, likely to not screw him over in terms of trying to streaming, we will get him back on Twitch or YouTube one of these days in terms of live yeah. streaming. Catch me everywhere at 2U24, Twitter, Twitch. Raid Shadow Legends, help pay for my wedding. And we will see you guys next week. Enjoy the hockey, the stick puck. Goodbye.